You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, October the 22nd, 2023. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Rocket alerts sounded in the past hour in the Bet Shemesh region, the Kiryat region in the south. There were no reports of injuries, aside from a youth hurt lightly en route to shelter. Earlier, rocket alerts were sounded in Ashkelon and the western Negev, and also this morning in central Israel, including Bat Yam, Cholon, and Rishon Letzion. There were no reports of injuries or hits. In the north, since the morning hours, IDF forces hit three terror cells that launched anti-tank rockets at Israel from southern Lebanon. There were no Israeli casualties. The IDF also shot down an unmanned aircraft that approached Israeli territory from Lebanon. The condition has improved. Of the IDF soldier who was seriously wounded last night by an anti-tank rocket fired by Hezbollah toward Bar'am on the northern border, Two other soldiers were lightly hurt in that incident. In the south, IDF forces yesterday apprehended in the Gaza periphery a Hamas terrorist from the Nukba force in a state of exhaustion, who had apparently been in Israel since the Hamas assault on southern Israel two weeks ago. He was transferred for questioning. Security forces continue to comb the area to verify whether any terrorists remain at large. The IDF spokesperson, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, said in a briefing this morning that the IDF is stepping up its strikes in the Gaza Strip ahead of a ground operation. He said the IDF has killed dozens of terrorists, including the deputy commander of the Hamas rocket fire array. Hagari reiterated the call on Gaza residents in the north of the Palestinian enclave to move to the south, where humanitarian aid will arrive. He also said that to date, notifications have been conveyed to families of 307 Israeli fallen soldiers and 212 abductees. Israel police say that to date, the bodies of 769 citizens who were murdered in the Hamas war have been identified at the Shura base. This represents about 80 percent of those who are not security forces and whose bodies were brought to the base for identification. Until now, 673 of the killed have been laid to rest. More than 1,400 people were killed in Israel, mostly in the initial October 7th attack on communities in the Gaza periphery. Israel's health ministry said this morning that 299 people wounded since October 7th are hospitalized, 47 in serious condition. Syrian media claimed that in strikes Israel carried out on the Damascus and Aleppo airports this morning, an airport worker was killed and another injured. The airport runways were out of commission. A Syrian military source said that around 5.30 this morning, Israel fired missiles at the airports from the sea and from the Golan Heights. The deputy leader of Hezbollah, Sheikh Hassan Sheikh Naim Qasem says that the group has already achieved successes in the battle. He repeated the call to Israel to cease its war in the south so as not to suffer defeat and said if something happens that requires broader, his, broader Hezbollah involvement, it will happen. Meanwhile, a Lebanese parliament member representing Hezbollah said that while the head of the organization, Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah, has not been publicly seen since October 7th, he is following developments and overseeing the battles on the ground. 
Directives were issued today to 14 additional communities located up to five kilometers from the northern confrontation line to evacuate to state-subsidized guest houses. Meanwhile, residents of Kiryat Shmona, who received evacuation orders over the weekend, have complained of chaos in implementing these directives. Akon reporter says many evacuees discovered upon arriving at hotels there were no rooms available for them, and others said pickup points in the town for transportation to guest houses were changed without prior notice. In related comment, the Ashkelon municipalities in the south said that it is not planning to evacuate its residents, despite a government directive on the matter, because of a lack of available hotel accommodations due to the evacuation of northern communities. The cabinet has decided that the public diplomacy ministry, already mired in controversy as redundant and ineffectual, will be shut down and its budget transferred to rehabilitate communities in the western Negev. The government also authorized recognizing families of missing and abducted as victims of hostile acts, making them eligible for state assistance. A con reporter adds that the Interministerial Committee on Symbols and Ceremonies is reportedly considering declaring November 6th a national day of mourning. Israel's coordinator for missing and captive Israelis, Reserve Brigadier General Gal Hirsch, met with the representative to the Red Cross and thanked the organization for its part in the release on Friday night of two American captives, Yehudit Ra'anan and her daughter Natalie, and the Red Cross role as a neutral humanitarian organization. And the Fox clothing chain has informed the Israel stock market that due to reduced economic activity during the war, it has decided to put about 30 to 50 percent of the company workforce on unpaid leave for 30 days. The company statement said the owner would also cut his salary by 50 percent for that period. The weather outlook, unseasonably hot tomorrow, Tuesday cooler with a chance of local rain in the northeast of the country. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 28, Tel Aviv and Haifa 30, Beersheba 31, and in Eilat going up to 34 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Our next news update is at 5 p.m. and join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.